Military life can feel overwhelming, especially during deployment seasons. At Team Pillar, we believe that a little peace of mind can go a long way. That's why we're proud that the 2021 Pillar Retreat Playback is sponsored by USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York. USAA Life facilitates members' financial security through a range of products and services, including life insurance policies with several benefits specialized for military families at no additional cost. Because wondering about your family's financial future doesn't need to be on your deployment to-do list. You can learn more about USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York at usaa.com pillar. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Lee Phillips, and I'm so excited to be part of the Pillar Retreat this fall. I'm gonna talk about intimacy and relationships and why they're so important. Relationships aren't easy and they take a lot of work. We don't wanna think that they're work, but they really are. And we have to work hard at them, especially when there's a deployment and people are having to leave us for a long amount of time. So, there's two parts of a relationship. There's companionship and eroticism, and both are extremely important. And the companionship, that's the emotional connection. That's the support that we have with our partner. And the eroticism is the sexual intimacy and what keeps the relationship alive. What tends to happen is over time, the companionship trumps the eroticism. And so why does that happen? because we have busy lives. You know, we're on autopilot mode. We're going and going. You may have children, you're very busy. And so we just need that emotional support and that connection. But we start to see sexual intimacy kind of go to the wayside a little bit, but we have to wake that up because that's the energy of the relationship. And so how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to have communication and we have to be able to talk about it. You know sex, sexual intimacy is an important part of a relationship. And we have to make sure that we're really keeping that alive. And that can become very difficult, especially when we're having to go out of town, we're having to leave. But intimacy is a way to feel connected towards your partner. Eroticism can be a physical language, which we express intimacy. It's the closest we can get to our partner on the physical level. It shows trust and openness and it can express affection and attraction. Throughout the lifespan of a relationship, intimacy, including sexual intimacy, it can repair hurt, it can heal grief, it can bond us after arguments, provide tenderness, it gives us comfort, and it helps us with self-esteem and it also helps us with self-confidence. Most of all, it's an expression of love. That's what's so great about it. We're all looking for love. And when we find our love and they have to go on deployment, that's so difficult. And like I said, it has two components. It's got that companionship and it also becomes, it also has that eroticism. Again, with eroticism, it's what keeps the relationship vital and awake and it makes us feel sexually connected. Without it, a long-term partner can feel like a roommate. And when you go out of town or you go on deployment, what has to happen? You have to keep it alive. And so my mantra has always been, get creative with your sex and your intimacy 
and get curious about your partner. There always has to be a curiosity. It doesn't matter if you've been together one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. You have to have this curiosity. And I think that's why it can be really hard. Some people in relationships are willing to give up the sexual part of the relationship because it seems too hard to keep it alive, right? Communicating about sex, working on the erotic needs of the relationship and focusing on healthy partnership where sex is a priority, it can be a challenge and it can be a commitment. Some people think, oh my gosh, it's one more thing that I have to do when we've got kids and we've got family. Even if you don't have kids, you can still be on autopilot mode. You're very busy. And this goes for all people. It doesn't matter whether you're gay, straight, heterosexual, queer. We all live busy lives and we have to make a commitment to each other. But what we find is, is that it's really important to talk about sex, but often we don't know because there's a fear of rejection. Sometimes we have shame and it's difficult to talk about our deepest fantasies because our erotic needs are many times part of what keeps us hidden, right? Especially those that are closest to sharing a need of desire that is different. It can be really, really difficult, and, but we want to be able to talk about that. Sometimes going to sex and couples therapy can help with that. But it's also important to be able to do that on your own, especially when there's a deployment that's coming up. So there's different stages of a relationship. Falling in love, it's easy to recognize, right? There's signs and symptoms. For example, we long for our lovers, especially when we first get together with them. We feel excited to see them. We think about them often. We desire them sexually, and sometimes we can't get enough of them, especially in the beginning of a relationship. And so then the ardor and the thrill phase of the relationship, it moves into a settled stage where we wonder whether we're still in love, right? As time goes by, what's going on with that? When the signs are different, the highs are not as high and the attraction is not the same. Does this mean that we're no longer in love? And does this mean that the passion is gone? Absolutely not. There's a way to reclaim it. Long-term relationships are not necessarily a death sentence of passion. These phases of a partnership, they're normal and they're common to everyone. Sexual excitement and eroticism can be part of the life cycle of a relationship if both are really willing to take the sacrifice and make it work. And often that's when people land in my office. They're like, hey, we need to wake up our relationship and we need your help to do it. What we find is there's different uh, stages of a relationship. So there's a romantic love stage. In this stage, we feel alive, we feel awake, sex is great. We feel hope and connection. Romantic love generally lasts anywhere from really three to 27 months. This is a time of passion and it gives us a bond and we need to stay connected during the stages of love. We also see that there's a lot of Eros energy, E-R-O-S. Eros is the god of love, Aphrodite's son, also known as Cupid. And so what happens is there's a lot of that going on. But as time goes on, we tend to go into the sweatpants phase or the comfort stage. And at this stage, we feel comfortable in our relationship with our partner and we start to relax. The more familiar we are with each other, the safer we feel, the more of our real selves come to the surface. We also begin to relax and the need to focus on sex. We stop worrying about other things and we might've been concerned about initially. And generally we start to really settle into our partnership. So really we start to get comfortable with our partner. Then we tend to go into something called the conflict or power struggle stage. 
In the power struggle phase of a relationship, we begin to see, feel the conflict inherent to every long-term partnership. We become reactive, we become defensive, we try to protect the love that we felt in the beginning of the relationship. Conflicts start to happen, maybe conflicts start because there's deployment that starts to happen. There's other stressors that go on before deployment. I used to work as a clinical counselor for the fleet and family support program. And often, you know, before a partner would go out on deployment, they would fight, they would argue. They were trying to protect that closeness that they have. And so what tends to happen is when there's that power struggle, we start to see a decrease in sexual intimacy, which can be a challenge. So what happens is after this stage, we start to withdraw. Our primitive brain, it responds to the conflict by going into these defensive behaviors. This is called the fight or flight response when we have anxiety. We may fight more with our partner when we're scared, when we see conflict, or we may start to withdraw. So one partner may be the maximizer where they're the energy out person, where that energy goes out. The other partner may be that minimizer where they go in and they isolate. So when those two defenses start to happen, we start to see a decrease in intimacy. What happens after that is the sleep phase. This is like where the relationship literally goes to sleep. We don't have a lot of intimacy. We may see a lack of interest in sex. We may see sexual dysfunction or sexual challenges that tend to happen. There's a lot of reasons why people have sexual challenges, whether it's due to medications, whether it's due to depression, anxiety. Sex at this point, it starts to turn into maintenance. It's like a chore. We have it only because we need to. And so we start to see people really need help with that. But after that sleep phase, we have something called the waking up stage. And this is where you can reclaim your sexuality. This is where when your partner goes out on deployment, you have to get creative with things. Maybe you talk on the phone, maybe you can have some privacy and you can have some erotic exchange through email. Maybe you could also have some sexting, which a lot of people may do to stay connected. It's okay to do those things. It's okay to get creative. But what you have to do is you really have to wake up. And one partner may recognize the problem and doesn't want to stay asleep. But both partners remember the alive feeling of the sexual connection that they had. Often, sometimes, when you get back from deployment, you may wake up from the sleep phase. But you really want to make sure that you're doing this while you're on deployment. That's what's really important here. Learning to explore and to share erotic fantasies can create new ways to connect. That's what we want to do here. Connecting can keep a partnership awake and alive for the long term. Before the waking up stage of the relationship can begin, we have to take a look at what happens to our erotic needs along the way. It's very important to be able to explore all of these things, and you can do that by connecting with each other, by talking to each other. It's not easy. The thing that happens is, is that when most couples are talking to each other, they're thinking about how they're already going to react to their partner. So you want to get curious and you want to feel present with each other. The more present you are, the better your relationship will be. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thanks for joining us. 
We hope that this playback from the 2021 Pillar Retreat inspires and encourages you as you count down to homecoming. We hope you'll join us again for this year's digital retreat for deployment countdowns by getting your free ticket at www.pillardeploymentretreat.com.